Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Slow, so we're playing through. Hosted by Bob Ballou and Carl Nicholson. Brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Another good Saturday morning to you, Austin, Texas. And welcome inside this edition of Playing Through. Brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. It's all right here on the horn. I'm Bob Ballou. Hey, good morning. I am Carl Nicholson. Bob, great to be with you, Austin, Texas, and everywhere else you might be listening. Great to be with you. Good to be talking golf for another solid hour. Excited about this. Excited about the state of golf right now. It's it's the month of May. The clouds are out, but that's all right. We're playing golf. We're watching golf. We're talking golf. We're, we're, we're in the throes, even though we talked about it last week. It doesn't feel like it. The PGA is coming up. It doesn't feel like we're in the middle of major season. It's, it's, it's as exciting as the Masters was, and I, I think we all kind of felt that high. We were kind of on a cloud from the Masters. I would say that's officially fully worn off at some point. I don't know where or when, but I, I'm, I, but I am still very optimistic that we're going to have a a battle royale at at the PGA Championship. I just think there's too many players at the peak of their game right now for for golf not to be just in a really exciting place right now. And I I, I think the culmination of the live players coming back and just the, is the way that the you know, Scotty Schefflers and Patrick Cantlay's and John Roms and Tony Finau's of the world are playing. There's a lot of guys with a lot to prove. So uh, I feel good. There's a good list of guys. If you look at the odds for the PGA championship, uh, this is a fun three week stretch, by the way, not necessarily for, what it is watching the actual golf, um, but for what it is for the state of Texas, when you go Byron Nelson PGA Championship Colonial, I think it's always a uh, a good a good stretch, a good uh, a good time to to get to really kind of kind of enjoy golf in this state. And you couple that with some of the things going on in the in the college game with the University of Texas. Uh, this is a really fun month. I'm with you. This, Great state of golf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the top ten uh, odds for the PGA Championship. Um, if you were to go place a bet right now, uh, no surprise, you would find John Rahm and Scotty Shuffler one and one A and one A. They are both plus seven fifty. Right. Rory McIlroy plus twelve hundred, which is, I I think a little interesting just based on the fact that he's taken some time off and he didn't play well at the Masters and. Um, but he's but he's still Roy McIlroy, so he's plus twelve hundred. Then it's Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny to think about where the Masters odds were, and then how those played out because nobody was including the live guys. Now they are. Uh, right. Xander Shoffley, Cameron Smith, Patrick Cantlay, and Colin Morikawa round out the top ten. So um, you know, ten of the best players in the world, obviously, uh, guys who can who can get it done anywhere. And um, you know, as we as we inch closer to next weekend and what's going to happen at the PGA championship, Carl, 
obviously it's kind of hard to make a pick or say, who, but who do you like? Who are some of the guys that you you really think are can make this happen next week? I think Tony Finau is for real. Obviously. I like that. Oh, I'm going to interrupt you. I like that a lot, Carl. I like that a lot. I I, I think he's got a combination of, of, of precision, heroism a little bit. If you, you know that sounds a little grandiose when we're talking about golf, but if you watch his game, he, he hits some shots that are just absolutely fearless, and a shot shots that if you're watching him from the fairway, you think, "Good grief, how's he going to pull this off?" But it just Things look possible. Things look achievable, and birdies start to come in bunches when when Tony Fina plays golf. So, I think I think he's in a very good place. Uh, you can't look past John Rom. You can't look past uh, the way he's played and 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 put his year together. And I I think the odds makers aren't far off with Rory McIlroy. I, I don't think he's lost. I, I think he had a bad Masters. I, I think he's had a little bit of distraction, clearly in his professional life, and. But the way he closed last season and started this season, I, I think there's enough there to think he's he's going to be in the mix. He can be in the mix. There's less pressure on him from the PGA. He's won a PGA before, and the Masters is, is a different psychological an, animal for Rory. So I, I I don't look at him as being far out of that. And then you've got X factors. You know, your 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 Jordan Spieths, your Justin Thomases. Where yeah, they could, but will they? You know, Justin Thomas is defending. That's a, that's a tough thing to do uh, at any major. Uh, and we just, just Jordan's game could be mercurial, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, the people, people look to the putter, but it really comes down to, can, can he, can he put it in play consistently? There's some, there's some menacing fairway bunkers at Oak Hill that you're going to see next week, uh, where you've really got, so, so if you want to, you want to really put your money on the line, I would spend a little time studying, you know, strokes gain driving your most accurate guys off the tee. Uh, obviously, to win majors, you you you've got to hit good second shots and you got to convert putts. That that matters. But I mean, that's where Colin Morikawa comes back into the conversation. You know, we we haven't talked about him in a, in a few weeks on this show, and and probably not a few months just in in the conversation. But it's a major. Here's another guy that's quietly piling up majors that that you know you you, you might underrate. As good as he is, as dominant as, as he's been in, in in the majors that he's won. Uh, He's still a guy we kind of tend to forget about, but I, I think at a venue like this where you've got to get the ball in play first, uh, I don't look past a guy like Colin Morikawa either. Colin Morikawa, 22nd on tour this year in strokes gained off the tee, uh, which will go back to your point if that's what you're going to look at. Number one on that list, would you like to take a gander? Well, Will Zalatoris is not playing, so um, I would have to take a gander because I'm I, I I I'm not practicing what I preach. I haven't looked at it, but I I really I don't know. I, I I'm I'm a little out of touch with who the who the straightest driver is. Yeah, right Young now. Scott Scheffler out of Dallas, is Texas. That right? Wow. Number one on the PGA Tour in strokes gained off the tee. Funny enough, nice. because it's funny to look at these lists sometimes, uh, and and think about like, okay, well, if I'm going to base some picks off this, like, who are some of the guys that I want to go after? Number two on that list is Kevin Yu. And I'm going to be honest, right. I don't know who Kevin Yu is. Uh, so it's kind of like it's, it's, it's Scotty Scheffler and Kevin Yu, one, two. But, you know, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Victor Hovland, six, Roy McElroy seven, Terrell Hatton, 10, Gary Woodland, 11, Sung mm -hmm. JM, 12. There, there's some names there that you go, OK, if I'm going to if I'm going to try to pick out a couple stats and look for some things that that make sense. Uh, those are some guys to really look at, because Gary Woodland's obviously won a major. He can get hot. Uh 
he's a guy that, that can make some things happen. Terrell Hatton at some point I would think would, would get himself in contention as well. One of the guys that's not on this, that, that is not on this page that I'm not looking at, but I just was scrolling through some of the odds. He's plus 8,000 right now. Um, at some point, I think that uh, BDR, uh, Ricky Fowler, is is in some way going to contend again. He's played so much better. I, I maybe it's not maybe it's not next week, but I think at some point Ricky Fowler is going to get himself back into, you know, you'll see his name on the leaderboard when we start getting into the weekend of majors. You know, it's interesting. You know, uh, Wyndham Clark that just won yeah. last week. Putted with an exact, essentially a replica, a, 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 a dupe of Ricky Fowler's putter. And he told the story to, um, I can't think of the, the name of it. It's a, it's a great fitting and equipment uh, YouTube channel. I'll think of it in a second. It's tour, tour, tour validated, I think is what it's called. Yeah, a young guy named DJ Lance who does incredible content. Um, got a one-on-one what's in the bag right before Wyndham won. And he's like, yeah, I was down in Jupiter playing with Ricky Fowler. He made everything, took everybody's money. And after the round, we were putting. He's like, let me putt with that thing. He's like, sure enough, it's 30, 38 inches long, but you don't anchor it. You use the extra length as kind of a counterbalance, and it just feels really good. You feel like you can't miss from inside of 10 feet. And so I, I think, I mean, Ricky Fowler's game obviously has been a little bit more than putting, but it's funny how Ricky Fowler just keeps coming back into the equation. A guy with his exact putter makeup won the tournament, won his first career victory last week. Um, and Ricky's just really you know, back into the top 50, doing everything he needs to do to to be the player that he was, that that was, you know, just electric, you know, a, a contender in events like this and, and you know, coming up uh, at the PGA Championship. So exciting to see you know he's he's built a big fan base you know he was you know a darling of madison avenue in terms of professional golfers i think i think i think there maybe a lot of people felt like he got a disproportionate number of starring roles in golf commercials but uh it certainly earned his stardom and and it would be great to see him kind of get back to validating that inside the ropes too yeah no doubt uh you know to think that one year he had four all four majors he finished in the top five and everybody everybody at that point just said this is like this is the guy like this is one of the big players in the future of golf and then he just fell off the table and it's you know it's golf I mean that's the way this happens obviously but it's just a you know some of those things sometimes you just it's hard to believe and uh you know it's good to see him playing good golf again it's good to see him taking that step and um and then and then the guy you mentioned last week Wyndham Clark's one of those guys that has been has been really successful on tour and hadn't won. And to see him break through is another, I think, another really interesting step to see now can he take that next step because he is that good. He he is one of those guys that when he I was surprised, play. yeah, to 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 watch him at the Wells Fargo when it was a bunch leaderboard. He really hit some clutch shots time and time again, made some par putts that he had to make uh to keep that cushion and 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 make that victory more of a comfortable thing versus a nerve-wracking you know tight finish uh bogeyed the last but it didn't really matter he had kind of a good bogey on, on the 72nd hole uh just interesting to to see him come down the stretch i think that was his sixth top 10 of the year i think third or fourth top five so it was kind of coming for him so uh but another name you can throw into the mix that we weren't talking about a couple of years ago in terms of you know, budding stars on the tour and 
you know, who's going to make a run now that there's elevated events and there's non-elevated events, who, who's going to separate themselves. And I, I think he went a long way to do that. Uh, you touched on a name that I, I found interesting because he's always in the mix this time of year, Tyrrell Hatton. He's just like one or two things away from, from running away from some of these tournaments. I think of tournaments down in Mexico, I think of how he plays in the open championship. He's a guy that's always in the mix when, you know, when it matters the most, I, I, I think he's, he's going to play play his way yet again on, on the Ryder cup team and do what he needs to do to kind of build a great resume. But he's a guy that could kind of mess around and win, win a major. I mean, he, he can just is. himself in the mix and just, just do enough crazy stuff to, to, to steal one. It would, while, would I, fit. while I realized that we could go through a lot of names like that, I just think some sure. of these guys that are guys that have not won a major yet that continue to get themselves in contention. That's the key, right? you got to get yourself in contention. Um, and as much as people are hating on him right now, Patrick Cantlay is one of those guys that that is playing well, that continues to put himself in the mix, and and is another guy that could absolutely uh, you could find himself at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the PGA Championship. Well, yeah, there's no question. I mean, he 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 buddies around with Xander Shoffley, and those are two guys where you have to ask, we have guys like us have to ask each other. How many more majors can go by before you start to worry about these guys? I mean, I, I know Phil Mickelson went 0-43 or whatever it was, 46 or something like so. So maybe maybe we put a little bit too much on that when guys are playing really well and achieving and racking up wins on, on the PGA Tour. But you really feel like that's the next step for guys like Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, who, who've really done everything else and shown that they've got all all the skills. I mean, they're, you know, they're five-weapon golfers, basically. And there's really, really not a lot, a lot of weakness in either of their games. Um, well, and, and you start thinking, you start thinking about some of those guys we just named and how old they are. That's another part of this too. Is like, sure. you know, how how long will it take them? How when will they get there? You know, Ricky's 34 now. Mm-hmm. Patrick Cantlay's 31. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he's. I don't mean that like he's like in any danger of like losing his his game no, anytime soon or anything like that. But like. He's not 24, you know, he's not 25. He's not, he's not like what Jordan Spieth was doing when he was young. Um, and then, you know, Xander Shoffley's 29. You just start looking at the age of some of these guys and you say to yourself, yeah, I mean, are they ever going to do it? Will it ever happen? Tony Finau, 33, um, Justin Thomas, 30, Jordan Spieth, 29. Like these right. guys aren't, they aren't the, the kids that we, you know, that we saw five years ago or 10 where we said they've really got opportunity over the next five years to do some special things. Well, those five years have gone by and they haven't. And so now you've got to, you got to say, at what point do they, do they start doing those things? And um, there's a, again, I think there's an opportunity, but I, but I will say this, if you, if you told me right now, what's going to happen in these majors, Scotty Scheffler is going to win the PGA championship. Yeah. And then John Rahm's going to win the U S open. And then Scotty Scheffler is going to win the open championship. And we're just going to have these two guys running away. Alternate. Yeah alternate all year that's that's what my i said that last week in our show and i i believe i'm just going to stick with that until it doesn't happen because i think that would be um perfect for where the game is right now is that ram and scheffler are the two guys that are heads it i mean we talk about these elevated events they've won the those two guys have won five of the eight elevated events like that's right where this is right now um and as long as you've got that opportunity and you're playing that well why would you ever pick against them I think so, especially the way John Rahm has played. I, I, I think when the season's over or whenever his run comes to a close, I, I think we're going to be pretty amazed at how dominant th- this run was. 
if he adds a couple of majors to that, I mean, it, it might be, you know, all time Tiger Woods, VJ Singh, Jack Nicholas type, type Tom Watson type territory in terms of what he was able to do over a sustained period of time, which is not easy because we're, we're, I, I know I'm doing it. I know you're doing it. As we talk about leading into the PGA, the next major, we're, there's names we're not throwing out like Sung JM, Cam Young, uh, guy, guy, you know, Corey Connors that, that, that kind of peeks his way into majors sometimes, you know, Cameron's champ who's shown all the potential in the world, but not really materialized in terms of victories. I, I, there's just, you know, there's just, a budding number of names that are coming. So, so you, you, you really are hopeful that some of these guys that don't have one yet, but have been there have contended time and time again, but ha- just haven't gotten into the winner's circle at a major. You hope that that's something just from a narrative standpoint happens, but by the same token, uh, when guys are dominant, like Scotty and John Ramar, you want to see just how dominant they can be. I mean, we got spoiled on the tiger woods era with, Oh yeah, he's going to win a couple, couple majors this year. That would be weird if he didn't. So Kind of, kind of where we are in terms of uh, the star system, if you will, in the game. I am, uh, I am, I'm with you. I, I think all everything that you just said makes makes absolute sense. And I think we, you can, when you think about the stars of this game, it, I mean, it would not be surprising. Like I just pulled up the stats for um, uh, T to green shots gained. And right. the, the top nine, top eight guys are all the top players in the world. So, you know, we're not, there's not like a big conspiracy theory here trying to figure out who's, <laughs> who's really good at this and who's really not. Um, I'm just in a, I, I, I just think Scotty and John are, are as amazing as all those guys are. It's fun to see Scotty and John be heads and heads and uh, shoulders above the rest. It is. It's amazing that that they've actually developed a stat. And I know strokes gain. It feels like it's been around for fifteen years. You know, with a, but it's it, it is amazing how telling it is now versus the old old, old way of statistics that we kind of grew up with, where they were more compartmentalized. It really does tell a tale, uh, about the the overall success of these guys and, and what they're doing week in week out. Uh, you know, and sometimes it helps you see 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 some guys coming. So yeah, T, T to green is is very interesting uh, in that sense. Obviously, putting matters, but it, but boy, if you look at the T to green, the, the the names are all the names you think they're supposed to be. What do you make of Tommy Fleetwood? We we he contended last week. He's a guy that pops up in majors. Again, not a lot of weaknesses. I mean, that, that, this is a, if. If Tommy Fleetwood makes mistakes, they're slight. They're they're an under club. They're 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 a chip that's chip that's a little fluffy. It's a drive that just misses the edge. His misses are very small. I think it's a trademark of his. And and, and when he when he gets hot, I mean that's that's a guy who can go from twelfth place to second place. You know, during a couple of commercial breaks. You know, it, it's just he's an interesting player, and he's always kind of lurking around there, not just in the stats, but on the leaderboard too. I think it's funny you say his name because. I think for a few minutes there, he was kind of like, like gone. Like we just didn't where, you know, what happened to Tommy Fleetwood? Where was he? And right. I think in a lot of ways, I think the people that are overseas consider him the Ricky Fowler of, of, um, of England that he's, he has all this potential. He has all this opportunity. He's played really well, but he hasn't broken through. And it's, he's an interesting case of one of those guys that just has kind of fluttered. Right. Like, like, right everybody had all these high expectations and then, and it just hasn't come to fruition yet. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, he's, I, again, I, I, we kind of go back to this, like you could throw out a lot of names, but, but there are guys like that 
who you're seeing at the top of leaderboards again, and you're saying, okay, maybe it's Tommy Fleetwood's time to to get himself mm-hmm. in contention. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's to me, this is the the fun part, the exciting part of going into a major. For sure, is looking to see what have these guys done recently, and just how, like, just how good are they, and just how good can they be in an elite moment. And I mean, I would go with Terrell Hatton over Tommy Fleetwood right now, if you were gonna, you know, because you, because of what you said, because Terrell can make birdie, 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 birdie in a hurry, right? Um, but he also has the temper, so you, you know, there's a temper, and yeah, and, and yeah, it, it, it seems like when he he he's the kind of guy who, uh, you know, he almost needs Mac Brown on his back because because Terrell's the kind of guy that can, that can let one mistake beat him twice. You, you see that a lot with him, uh, where he. You know, he thinks the twelve footer should go in, burns the edge, or you know, the 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 shot just misses the green, and he just, you know, it's all it's always two bogeys when 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 it's when it's one bad when it was really just one bad swing, and you just want to you just want to take him aside and say, brother, man, you got you're one of the best players in the world. Just right. compose yourself and hit hit the shots you need to hit. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, so there, yeah, there, so he's he's an X factor. You know, I, I've been kind of saving Max Homa's name for the U.S. Open because he's just kind of become the king of L.A. But that's another guy you cannot undersell what he's done the last couple seasons to 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 make himself an elite player. I mean, he's one of those guys that you can't take out of the conversation. So I won't. Uh, I, I just feel like he's got everything going for him. Uh, it's been a little quiet the past few weeks, but. I, I think again, you put him in that same con- conversation. You know, whether it's premature or not, as Andrew Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay is, what's the next step in your maturation as a player and in, in, in your level of confidence? You know, it's interesting how many guys are going. You're hearing more and more about um, golf. You know, sports psychologists and and really, uh, you know, it's uh, Wyndham Clark was another one that that, that really kind of bulletproofed his mental approach before, before he really even prior to prioritized some some swing fundamentals and some things he was doing. So it's just interesting to see how that, that narrative never really goes away on the mental side. And you just wonder, uh, you know, which, which of these guys is, it has completely bullet, bulletproof their game from, from a, from a skill set. And, and in terms of the, the mental rigors that it takes to contend and, and go over the top. Oak Hill Country Club, the East course in Rochester, New York, hosts the PGA championship beginning Thursday. We look forward to, uh, seeing how all this plays out. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, much more. I'm going to give you some names, Carl. You can think about them during the break. Um, Bella Simos, Tommy Cool, Angela Heo, and Kevin Yu. And we're going to talk about all four of them, and hopefully by the end of the show, all of you will know who they are when we come back. This Love is Playing Through, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Carl, man, I, I feel like I've said this for a couple of weeks now, but like right. we are in the moment to get out to Horseshoe Bay. This is – You've got to book this because I think we personally have to get serious. Now, obviously, the listeners, I, I think, need to take advantage, get over to hsbresort.com and, and pick out a vacation package that suits their needs, whether you've got three kids, no kids, a, a beautiful wife, girlfriend, fiance, whatever it is, a family reunion, a bachelor party, whatever that may be, whatever your situation is. Horseshoe Bay fits that. But I think you're right. I think we talk about you and I talk about Horseshoe Bay Resort. We need to just plan it. We just need to do a long weekend out there, maybe do a live remote show from Horseshoe Bay and just really get ensconced into everything they've got going before the season gets away from us. 
You can play any of their three Robert Trent Jones courses, the million dollar hole. There's so much to do out there. And then there's so much to do for the kids. If you want to do a bachelor party out there, there's just, it's a great place to go. It's a great place to be. Uh, and tell them Bob and Carl sent you. It's hsbresort.com. Horseshoe Bay Resort, proud sponsor of playing through right here on the horn. All right, when we return, much more golf. And the four names that I just mentioned to you, let's see how many Carl knows when we come back. Let's, I mean, I didn't know. Carl, I'm not doing this as a tribute because I, I didn't know a few of them too. No, so. okay. This is the anniversary of, of the week when, when we did. Is it a player in the Byron Nelson or where they drafted in the 23rd round <laughs> of the uh, Major League Baseball draft. draft? Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite games. It's fair played. game. It's fair game. That's beautiful. All right, we'll do that when we come back. This is Playing Through on the Horn. Another beautiful Saturday morning to you, Austin, Texas. Welcome back inside this edition of Playing Through, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. He is Carl Nicholson. I'm Bob Ballou. We were having some fun during the break. There is a video on YouTube. Uh, it was sent to me this week, and I know this is a little off topic, but it was so random. And it's from a few years ago, and it's called, go to YouTube and look this up, a bunch of random celebrities sing Let It Be. And while I have not looked up to see what the actual cause was, like what they were doing, it is literally like they just have one celebrity on kind of singing it. And you're like, wow, that's a random person. And then somebody else comes on. You're like, wow, that's more random. And this happens for five minutes where it's just random after random after random. So it's like, I'll give you a little preview here. It's like Tubbs from Miami vice goes into Mahoney from police Academy. Which you could stop there and it would be amazing, but it keeps going. Then it goes into Katarina Vitt. Yes. Uh, Like this is the most Bud Bundy. Theo from the Cosby show. I don't want to give them all away because it's really worth going to see, but um, I had heard about this, but I didn't realize it was that proportion of, of, of insanely random. I'm impressed. I'm like, I did not realize. Um, That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So speaking of random though, let's get back to some golf talk. Speaking of random, Carl, I'm going to give you four names. Uh, A few years ago, Carl did, um, is this player a player in the field at the Byron Nelson or a 23rd round MLB draft pick? And it's one of my favorite games. We'll play it once they have the MLB draft. We'll do that again this year. But I'm going to give Carl four names, and I want to know how many of those four names he uh, he knows. And we're okay. going to try we're going to try to run through them real quick. So here here are the names, Carl. Okay. Bella Simos. Tommy Cool. Okay, so so what was the second one? Bella Simos. Okay. Right, Bella Simos. And I couldn't spell that. I don't think I would spell it right on the first try. S I M O E S. Okay. Uh, Tommy Kuhl. K U H L. I believe that's how you said Kuhl. Yeah, yes, yes. Angela Heo and Kevin Yu. Do you know any of those four people? I really don't. I really don't. I've seen Kevin Yu on the leaderboard and I've seen the cool, the K, the cool, Tommy Cool, I've seen on leaderboards, but I've not done, I've, I've, I must admit, I have not done my research. Okay, well, let's start with the most important one. Uh, Angela Heo, alongside Bentley Cotton, Bo Yun Park, Sophie Guo, and Cindy Sue, helped Texas qualify for its seventh straight national championship this year as the Longhorns get out of the East Lansing – or, sorry, the Palm Beach Regional. The men are at the East Lansing Regional starting Monday. 
The women uh, come out of the Palm Beach Regional with a third-place finish. Had to finish in the top five. They got it done. And uh, Angela Heo finished tied for six. Bentley Cotton finished tied for ninth. Came in with a final round two under. Uh, they finished plus one, plus two to lead Texas to its seventh national championship in a row. Exciting um, run here. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Murphy has just done tremendous work in uh, in making it all happen. Said Ryan, it was definitely a team effort. It took all five of them to get through. It wasn't easy. It was a really difficult golf course with a finish that's designed to punish players. We handled it really well. I could not be more pr- proud and excited. We'll be in Scottsdale next week. They will be in Scottsdale starting Friday as they begin the national championship. And I'm just going to say this, Carl. I'm going to say it right now. If this group of ladies can find its way into the top eight, they've got to, they got to find a way to get in the top eight. That's going to be a real challenge. Uh, there's some really good golf teams out there, obviously. If this team gets in the top eight, it will win the national championship. That is my that is my stone cold lock guarantee that if they can find a way in the top eight, they're going to get it done. They've already won two different match play events this year. One just outside Scottsdale in uh, Papago um, and where Arizona State plays. And then they won right. the 12 match play championship as well. So uh, I'm not putting pressure on them. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you how it is. If they get in the top eight, they're going to win this thing. And so best of luck to uh, Angela Bentley, Bo, uh, Sophie, and Cindy as they make their way to Scottsdale for the national championship. Yeah, I mean, the, you mentioned it. They're they're gritty in match play. They've got some success. That, that They've got that muscle group strong. So they, they've got to play their way there. They, they've got to stay focused and get their way in, in into the match play event. Then they're going to be as dangerous as any team in the country, and that, that's an exciting thing. It's awesome. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do. I, you know, obviously I think for a long time, you guys probably know this, but, um, you know, I, Jimbo Cotton's been on the, on the scene in Austin, at, you know, in the golf scene in Austin forever. Austin obviously played Bentley played, uh, Jimbo's a, a wonderful man, fam- wonderful. They have a wonderful family. Um, and so, you know, it's, a, it's always cool when we see some of the local people that we know getting to do cool stuff. And uh, I actually saw Jimbo in the airport when I was heading out to spring training, they were heading out for that, that match play match um, in, in Arizona. And, um, you know, just really cool to catch up with them and and get a chance to, you know, they, they're feeling it. They, they know they've got something special. So best of luck to Ryan Murphy, uh, John Fields and the guys tee off on Monday in the uh, East Lansing regional. Again, they need to finish in the top. It's four or five. I can't remember on the guy's side. I, I believe it's top five. They got to finish in the top five to get into the NCAA championship and give themselves a chance. So we'll see if they can do it. All right, Carl, person number two, Kevin Yu. Kevin Yu, I don't know. I I, I do realize I, I I do know who Tommy Cool is, but I don't want to skip over Kevin Yu. I did see his name on the leaderboard uh, this week, but I don't know his background. Couldn't tell you where he went to college. All right, so Kevin Yu uh, realized his dream of playing on the PGA Tour. The 24-year-old uh, finally made it in. He, he ascended number one in the World Amateur Golf Rankings. I, I mentioned him a little while ago on the show. He was number two in uh, off the tee, uh, strokes gained off the tee, behind Scotty Scheffler. So I was like, okay, who's Kevin Yu? Well, unfortunately, uh, Kevin had a great start to his year. He finished... Um, in the top 10 in, I think, two or three events. I uh, suffered a knee injury, and he is uh, – there's no timetable on his t- return. That's the only thing I could find, and that was in March on Twitter. So I believe he underwent some kind of knee surgery. But uh, apparently a name to watch for for us, Carl, is Kevin Yu because he's he's going to give himself an opportunity to uh, to do some things. Finished seventh at Pebble Beach, 
finished third at the Bermuda back in October. Um, really off to a great start this year. Uh, unfortunately, suffered a knee injury. But Kevin Yu is a, a name we're going to have to remember. Well, I'm, I'm uh, cheating now. Born in uh, born in Taiwan. Played his college golf at Arizona State. Spencer I just thought it was amazing that I said his name earlier in the show and he was second on the PGA Tour in strokes gain off the tee and I had no idea who he was. That made me a little little nervous. Right. But that's that's the nature of the tour. Is the, 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 they're 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 coming they're they're excelling. The Corn Ferry Tour has been an amazing farm system for the PGA Tour and and, and more than that guys are coming out tough because they play tournaments their whole life. They play tournaments all over the world some of these guys and and they're coming out of college fresh and strong and ready to compete like we've really never seen in the history of the game. I yeah. mean, you, you can compare eras, but I, I think the depth from young to old is 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 as good as it's ever been. I, I think we've got the best young talent in the history of the PGA Tour right now. I think that's the cool thing is some of these guys coming off the Corn Ferry are just, I mean, like do what Scotty did, right? I mean, came right. off the tour and just started dominating and, and got himself into really contention to, to do some great things. And now he's number one in the world or has been number one in the world. Now he's behind John. All right. Uh, we're gonna skip over to Bella Simos. Nothing. Well, Bella Simos. Now I, I did see Bella in headlines. I don't I don't know her her age, but I I know she attempted a U.S. Open qualifier. I don't know if she got through or not. Qualified or uh, attempted to qualify for the U.S. Open. She is nine years old. Nine years old and wow. went to a U.S. Open qualifier. I don't. I I you know. It, they're getting younger and younger. It's fun to see them do it. Nine years old, attempting to qualify for the U.S. Women's Open. Shot 82-85, did not qualify, but yeah. shot 82-85. Like, but now you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She could have melted down. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what any great player would have even done at nine. I mean, I, I just think the moment would have been too big. I, I, I think that's obviously very promising. It makes you wonder the mindset because – we just got through little league season with my son and, you know, every fifth game, cause it's the first year of, of kid pitch. You see a kid like, I wouldn't mind seeing that kid on the clock just to see, just to see what he's humming. Most kids are, you know, they're just developing, learning to pitch, but, it, but there's probably two or three kids that we faced all year. We go, Holy cow. He knows how to pitch. I wonder, I wonder how fast, I wonder how fast that's going in there. I just, um, I just watched Bella's swing, Carl. Perfection. I mean, it's dazzling so it's got to be really good yeah so so you you want to know these things about kids but you're almost too either superstitious or too protective to ask i mean like so right. the, the the mentality of, of putting a kid in a u.s open qualifier at age nine is office obviously an unusual flex but now we know it's 82 85 and she's done it now she she like she knows what it takes. She'll she'll it take be her, the next two time. years. She will be like this eleven year old just qualified for the U.S. Women's Open. Like, well, yeah. What are we doing? All right. Well, this all leads us to uh, Tommy Kuhl and and I, 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 Carl and I texted about this this week, and I was so mad about it. And I it think it's so stupid. I think the I think sometimes we get to this point in golf. That it's just so stupid. Now, there's a guy on Instagram, Carl, that is is going through. He's playing around. Uh, I think this is like he does this. Obviously, he does. He's getting clicks or how I don't you know, trying to get views and all that. There's the whole universe out there, yeah. But but he he hit his ball into a divot in the fairway, and you know that's a that's a thing that I'm very against. I'm like if if guys played hours before me and created a divot, I shouldn't be penalized for that. But whatever. Uh, 
This guy's like, I'm taking my ball out of the divot and I'm hitting it out of here. That's my second shot. And that's how this game should be played. And that's how I'm playing it. And I'm like, I mean, that's great. You're hitting four. Like that's a two shot penalty, but okay, whatever. Um, because you can't just change rules because you want to change rules. Now, if you and your buddies decide, yeah, you don't have to hit out of a divot or we're going to play it up today or we're going to play it down. Like you decide all that stuff when you play, but like, I mean, you couldn't do that in a, in a real event, but anyway, so here's the story. The university of Illinois fifth year senior had a dream round in a U.S. open local qualifier Monday shot 62, the course record to give himself a chance to qualify for the U.S. open. But then he self-reported a rules infraction and was disqualified. Now, Carl, if there was a rule, if you, if you you stop there, it's, I I still feel good about the story, but where you're going, because I know the story, I, I, I hate the rest of this. I am totally with you. Like if somebody, if somebody realizes during a round, they did something or there's a rule that they didn't, you know, necessarily know or whatever it is like totally fine. I'm okay. Like that's part of this game is you, if you, you've got to disqualify yourself at times, if it's, if it's going to be some, Okay. He disqualified himself for repairing aeration marks on the green. Now, whether or not you knew that was a rule, number one, why are they playing a U.S. Open local qualifier on greens that were just aerated? That's the biggest question. That's the, that, that's the, the question that looms from one end of the horizon to the other. I mean, what, what, I mean, just to see it, it wasn't in Alaska. It wasn't where they were golf course poor. You know, it was. You know, they could have found another venue, or they could have said, "Hey." It's a weird time of year to have punch screens, I think, too. I don't know. I mean, of course, I don't know. But if you know you're hosting one, you're going to either punch them way early. Right. Let them heal. You're not going to punch them like right before everybody gets there. Anyway, the other part of that is how many guys did that? Also did that. And and either didn't self-report it, which, again, I you, you need to self-report that. So I'm not saying you don't. But, like, I would think almost everybody would be disqualified because I would think almost everybody – Fixed an a dividend on area to right, you, you know, and and even in a USGA event, a venue can can a, attach a local rule to 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 an event. That's I the mean, other part of this, yes. So there, there's so many ways this could not have happened. At, uh, you know, a guy that shoots 62, a guy that has a character to self-report a rules infraction or what he thinks is a rules infraction, uh, is the kind of guy you want trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. I mean, if if we're really about the the the, the spirit of the game the rules of the game, the integrity of the game. I want that guy <laughs> having the best chance that, to be involved in the U.S. Open, whether he gets through, you know, sectional qualifying or, you know, what, you know, we'll never know. Right. Uh, that but, guy's really well said. But that that's the guy that that's exactly the character that you want, you know, yeah, being involved in this game and, and, and being part of the next generation of, of, of players. So hopefully we, that's not the last time uh tommy cool is in a headline obviously if he can shoot 62 i was just gonna say if you're shooting 62 if you're shooting 62 in a u.s open local qualifier you're you've got a good future ahead of him and the the only kind of redeeming part of the story i thought carl was that because he self-reported his incident uh and because he was disqualified one of his teammates at illinois he's a golfer at the university of illinois one of his teammates got in uh one of his teammates kind of qualified because of that so that's amazing that's that ended up being pretty cool, but I still just think that's one of the dumber, one of the dumber you know, that I've ever heard in this game. You um, know, th- there's there's a real tug of war right now, a real push and pull with you know the influx of of new players in that kind of like you know it's interesting to kind of I don't know why it started going on 
r slash golf on reddit because there, there's there's some stuff that's really funny and sometimes you get the memes first or you get breaking stories so it's good for that yeah. but there's also a huge population of like what's this thing on the end of my head cover can anybody tell me what i should be doing with this little carabiner looking thing like it's really something that's on your mind yeah but there's there's just an ocean of those kinds of like um why is why are the white tees white like there's and then it, there's like literally two thousand comments on that you know there's so, there's a universe out there of these things and a lot of them are really good at pointing out the things that are ridiculous about the game and namely a lot of times it's the rules of golf you know it's just how rigid the pga tour can be about some things and and, and how unusual a lot of usga rules are how, how many guys are just like, yeah, well, if I if I can if I hit into a divot, I'm going to drop it out. I'm not even going to have a conversation about it. That's just the way I play. I had this situation. We played a tur- we played a golf course. Uh, you know, low stakes, no money on the line. Just just some guys that play once a year, once every two years. And we 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 got in a place where they let us play in a five some, and we get out to the fourth hole, and we just played the third hole. So we kind of knew the the whole lay of the land, and it probably took us a good long time to play that third hole as a dog leg and. Uh, we did a hunt for a few golf balls because these are guys that are shooting, you know, 120 plus in, in some cases. So we get there, the left of the cart path on four, which is the third hole that we just played, is out of bounds. I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's the it's the hole we just played. It's there's they mow grass there. What? It's internal. They it created internal out of bounds, and I didn't understand until we got up there that. If you hit it, it's right toward the third tee box. The third is a short par four, four is a par five. So there is some danger in play. Like you could drive it through the blue tees on the third hole if you're playing the fourth hole. So I get the rationale, but I'm still going to freaking hit it there because it's the best line to play the par five and carry the lake and maybe get get on the green into. There's no reason that's out of bounds. It's, It's literally the next fairway and a cart path in between. So stuff like that. And again, that's, that's local. That's, that's there. It's for safety. I get that, that they, they shouldn't, you know, they have to do what they have to do. I'm sure right. issues and probably some guys have bowed up to each other from, you know, w- one side or the other. Uh, Definitely over it, but I don't know. I don't know if they should build a fence or what, but, but just occasionally there's things it's like, you, you look at like, well, that's the rule you go and you, you drive, you hit it perfectly, split the middle, it goes in the divot, you got to play it. Your instincts is to go, no, I don't. Oh, I That's don't. Freaking yeah. dumb. No, it's just, yeah. I mean, a lot of dumb rules. Yeah. But the, I mean, if you're trying not to kill people, I also understand that too. So, sure, sure. I guess I get some of that. All right. We but, got but, a quick break. When we come back, we will finish up with a short segment on our other side. This is playing through on the horn, brought to you by Horseshoe Bear Resort. Final segment of playing through on the horn brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Goodbye. Big Ugly Tailgate coming up next. Casey Stutter, Johnny Rogers on standby. So they get ready to break down all kinds of stuff that's going on. Rookie mini camps um, in the that? NFL. Uh, first look at Roshan Johnson. He had an unbelievable first few days in, in Chicago. Those guys raving about him, which is no surprise. Isn't that great? And then coming up, we have we have rookie minicamps for the rest. The only only eight teams did them, so I think Moro Moro Jomo and and Roshan were the only two Longhorns in those first rookie minicamps. But uh, a lot of guys with the opportunity to do the same coming up uh, right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. good stuff for them. All right, Carl. Uh, one final thing before we go. 
last pitch, last call for anything related to the ninth annual Under Blue Skies Golf Classic and Party. It is next Thursday and Friday. Thursday night at Austin Public Library. Tickets still available. Um, not many, but we still do have some tickets available if you want to make it out to the event. And then uh, Friday at noon, registration, 1 o'clock shotgun start out at Avery Ranch for our ninth annual golf tournament. Um, very excited as we raise all this money for the ALS Association. It all goes back to our ALS patients and research. And uh, we've got some great auction items, some live auction items, some great silent auction items. Um, really excited about everything that goes on with this, this event. We have so many golf courses around the area involved. We have so many people involved that have, that have made this special. So I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone, to our committee. Carl's a part of our committee. Um, just landed us uh, a two night. This is, this is what I'm talking about. The silent auction mm -hmm. uh, overnight stay two nights and two rounds of golf for two at Horseshoe Bay. Um, just things like that, that go, that go a long way in, in raising money for our ALS patients. So thank you, Carl. Thank cool. you. And I have to say being in the golf industry and being, being in, in the scene locally a little bit on the fringes of the, of the scene, the older I get, it seems like, but, uh, you've got a, you've, I heard you had an Escondido and another one, maybe was it Driftwood? You, th those don't fall off trees. I, I, I've, you know, being a part of other committees, I've asked for those. And those guys have been, Hey man, love you, love the event, love the cause. We only get like four a year two a year so if they're those are opportunities if you're not if you don't have a friend that's a member of these clubs you don't have any other way to play these go bid on the auction i mean i i, I still relish the time five years ago my buddies and i got to play oakmont you know there, there's ways now on, on you can do these things but locally there's a, there's a few you know uh unicorn clubs that, that you really need to go out check out and play and this is one of their opportunities so the silent auction you don't over you know i wouldn't undersell that aspect of it one it, it's yeah it's a great way to raise funds but it, it's one of the rare opportunities to, to get to play some of these courses you wouldn't really have any other entree into uh through the silent auction and you know you touched on something you know the generosity of people kind of kind of the uh, you know the 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 kind of the 11th hour situations i never forget i don't think it was your event but i i, I think it was another als I, I i went to talk to bucky and aaron on the show and to just just to hype hype the event one last time and we, we auctioned off around they were gonna play with bucky and aaron and I, I i don't know if you had to if you had to put a true blue book value of what that is i don't know what that i don't really don't know what that would be it's literally whatever somebody thinks it should be and i, I think we had some heartfelt things about the beneficiary that you know the, the honoree that year and told some stories and had some laughs and you know they made a call and you know, Aaron emailed me. He goes, "You'll never guess what this guy bid to play with us," and it was seven thousand wow. dollars. And I'm like, "Well, all I, all I can say is maybe we were just we were just pure enough, vulnerable enough, honest enough about why we do this, why it's important, and that it's never too late to get involved. And maybe you just wanted to get involved, you just didn't know how. And I don't know if that guy was a huge Bucky and Aaron fan, or if it, I, we never really had the conversation, or." Or he just really believed that he could he could help. But there's always things like that that just touch you and amaze you and, and, and keep you inspired to 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 stay involved. You yeah. know, and I, I don't care if it's seven bucks or, or right. you know your your last seventy cents. But it, it's it, it just amazes me the generosity of people and and just sometimes the small gestures that it takes to get people involved and 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 engaged to to support worthy causes it really is amazing and we are very blessed with all the people who are involved and if anyone does still want to get involved there is still a little bit of room we have like one or two teams left for golf 
and some seats available for, available for the party. So BalooGolf.com, B-A-L-L-O-U, BalooGolf.com. Click on register now and go get your, uh, go get your golf team or go get your, uh, your tickets for our event Thursday night. Thursday night at Austin Public Library, Friday at Avery Ranch. We are thankful to everyone involved. All right, we got to get out of here. Carl, always enjoy doing this. Look forward to the PGA Championship next week. It will be a blast. Let's, uh, let's uh, have a great week and uh, see, see what happens in the next major. Look forward to the PGA. Look forward to Under Blue Skies. Congratulations on all your success. And it just, you know, we just hope and pray for the best for, for next week. And, and the, the generosity of Austin, Texas comes through yet again as you top that $1 million mark. We look forward to it. Yeah, we're going to top the $1 million mark for career uh, career earnings in the nine years that we've done this or, or ra- money raised, I should say, in, in what we've done. Not career earnings because we don't get any of it, obviously. Right. Back, back to our ALS patients and ALS research. All right. We are out of here. Big Ugly Tailgate's coming up next. Thank you guys for being a part of this one. He is Carl Mickelson. I'm Bob Ballou. This is Playing Through on the Horn, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Go out and make a bunch of birdies, everyone.